Good morning, New Life Manitou. My name is Charlie, and would you guys stand, stand with me for the scripture reading? All right, today's reading is from Matthew 22, um, 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again at noon about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He, he said to them, you, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired the last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what, what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Stay standing as we pray. Lord, may we rejoice like these last hired Servants that received a salary for the whole day, Lord, your kingdom is good. And Lord, may you convict us like those that were first hired who are envious and jealous. Lord, we pray for your conviction, Lord, boldly to be upon us, that we might see things as you see them, that you are a generous and loving God. And Lord, we thank you. We pray these things in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the people of God shouted. Amen. You may be seated. This parable is beautiful and terrible at the same time. This parable will make you mad, some of you, and make others of you really happy at the same time. The same parable. This parable is like an iceberg. You know, an iceberg has got a tiny little tip coming out of the water, and yet the biggest part of the iceberg is underneath. This is a tiny, small little parable, but the truth here is huge. There's two people in this story that we're going to hone in on, the first hired and the last hired. I have basically, this sermon is going to be two messages. First uh, message will be to the first hired. The second message will be to the last hired. Two different things to say. So let us just jump right in to the first point. If you're writing down notes, there it is uh, on the board. Point number one is this, a message to the first hired. And what is it? You've been invited into meaningful work. The message to those first hired, so to to recap, and we will in this story, those that were hired at 6 a.m. worked all the way to 6 p.m., a 12-hour long day shift outside. To those first hired, here's the message. You've been invited in to meaningful work. This parable, in my mind, parallels. It's a parallel parable. 
say that a couple times, to the, sir, the parable of the prodigal son. In the prodigal son parable, there's two people, an older son and the younger son. The younger son goes out, squanders his father's wealth, comes back in. The father welcomes him in, gives him this great reward, a great party. And here is the older son crossing his arms, looking at this young son coming in. He's like, what? You never threw me a party, dad. You never went out running with a robe and a ring. Why does he get all this? And the answer is, well, you've been with me all along. We'll talk about that parable in two weeks. It'll be our Father's Day parable, a wonderful message for that day. But this parable parallels that parable. Did I just say it right? I think I did. Um, This sermon is first to those that are first hired, those that worked like dogs all day long, and then at the end of the day, see these scallywags that only worked an hour getting paid the same amount. We have to get into this story and and figure out uh, what's going on here. We got to do some context here because it's not, uh, this is uh, a story that this, we're not really that accustomed to, this day labor kind of thing. Uh, Has anybody ever worked day labor? I I got to work day labor before. I worked, uh, when I first moved to Colorado Springs, uh, it was like 2000, 2001. Uh, I was living with my parents out in Falcon, and it was a, it was a, it was a harder economy uh, years ago. And I tried to, I wanted to find a job that I could work part time because I was also going to seminary full time, and my hours were weird. It was hard to find a job with those hours, but I was able to find a job uh, working kind of temp, like a, like a day laborer. And the deal was you would get a call at night for the next day, and you were told to show up with gloves and boots. You're going to be outside all day, or you're going to be in, uh, inside all day, and you would get these calls at like seven or earlier p.m. for the next day and you'd go show up, you know, report to Big Jim, tell him you're ready to work. And he's like, okay, I'll report to Big Jim. And so you, you report to Big Jim, you got an address and he puts you to work and you work the day, then you get paid later that day. It's, it's, it's day labor. Probably lots of us uh, have done it. Many people in other parts of the world do this all the time. It's pretty normal in other places. Even in our country, I remember uh, living in L.A. back in uh, 2003 and I remember going surfing because that's what you get to do if you live in uh, in LA. We went, uh, me and my friend Lance would, would get up early uh, before seminary class. We'd do a dawn patrol. Anybody go surfing? Anybody, any surfers? Oh, a couple hands. Okay, praise the Lord. Um, get up early. Yeah, we were on our way. I forget if we had to stop at Home Depot to get something. Uh, for He had a Honda, red Honda Civic. We put the surfboards on top and something was loose. He didn't want to lose the surfboards on I, uh, what are they called? The 101 or something. And so he stopped at Home Depot to get this little bracket. I said, I'll wait in the car. It's still dark. I was tired. And in the back of the Home Depot parking lot were like 20 or 30 Hispanic guys standing around, waiting, talking with each other. And a truck would pull up. There'd be a conversation. Some of them would get in and the truck would leave. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? And my friend Lance came back and I said, what's, what's going on? Is this, is this like people getting hired? What's, what's going on? He said, what's going on? It's pretty much this parable. Like people waiting around for work and they're very desperate. They want to work. For those of you that are in a position where you want to work, where you want to get hired and there's, and you're not working right now, that's a hard place to be. It's a sad place to be if you want to work and, and there's no work for you. So here's some very desperate people out wanting to work and here's an opportunity. And, and Jesus says, this is kind of like what the kingdom of God is like. Matthew 20 verse 1, for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning 
morning, while it's still dark, I imagine, to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. Imagine being those guys, maybe girls as well, waiting for work. You're you're desperate for work, needing the work. A vineyard owner comes by and says, all right, I need some workers. You, 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 and you. And not you, you you know, you're too little. It looks like you're deformed or something. Get out of here. You, you know, you in the back. You look strong. Come on up here. Anybody speak the language I'm speaking? And someone's like, yeah, I I speak that language. Oh, come on. We need you because someone's got to interpret. And I need one more. Not you. No, no, no. You, you over there. I want you. You look, you look strong. Come on. Let's pick some grapes. And they get to go and they get to work in this master's vineyard. It is an honor in this uh, place. I think it's an honor in every culture to be able to work. If you're not working and you want to work, that's a hard place to be in. And these people were told uh, it, was, it was a deal that they would work the day's wage for a denarius. What is a denarius? Well, it's uh, about a day's wage. A day's wage for a skilled worker. Think about that. Like different people make different amounts, right? Like a skilled uh, electrician makes more than someone like me when I was working day labor carrying sheetrock up three flights of stairs on a rickety ladder. Like I'm not making as much as the skill. Like so different people make different amounts. What's a denarius? Well, denarius is a skilled worker's day of labor. Roman soldiers at this time would make a denarius, and it was, uh, they're hardworking, they're, uh, the, the Roman troops were, were paid very well, you had to be skilled, you had to enlist into the military, it was a long contract, you would march for, for days at a time, if roads weren't there along the way, you would build roads, so the Roman soldiers were engineers, they were skilled, they were trained in war, these guys knew what they were doing, they were paid well for the time, and so a day's wage for a Roman uh, soldier is a denarius, and these guys, the vineyard workers, well, they would be very glad to make a denarius. I have in my pocket uh, something physical to, uh, like, I think I was going to do show and tell and pass this around. I think we will. It might be really distracting. Uh, if it is, we won't do this again. But it does, like, it allows us to put our fingers on something as a part of the story. So this is a denarius. It's uh, uh, from 52 BC, and it's uh, it's not as far as collecting coins goes. This isn't the most valuable coin. Uh, you can see it's not very round. I'm going to pass it around. You can barely see. There's a face on it. His name is Marcus uh, Philippius. Uh, it'd be worth a lot more if that was one of the Roman emperors. But this is a magistrate in Syria that got his face stamped. And on the back, it's bar- you can barely see, but it's like some sort of horse. And this is a denarius. This is, could have been, I mean, pretty hopefully thinking, like one in a million, but this could have been one of the denariuses at the time in the Middle East that Jesus was talking about. And this is, so I'm going to pass this around, start it over here, let, let it snake its way back and then cross over it and then let it snake its way up here and then Brett will get it at the end. Uh, Brett will be the keeper. So uh, pass that around. Um, a denarius would be a wage that every one of these workers would be happy, happy, happy to get. And so that's what happens. They go in the vineyard. Other people are left waiting out, the, the, the ones that don't look strong enough, the ones that, that, that just didn't get picked. They're left waiting there. And then what happens in the story? Around uh, nine o'clock, uh, 
Uh, and it's different hours of the day. The first hour would be 6 o'clock. The 12th hour would be 6 p.m. So 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. would be these hours. So at 9 o'clock, uh, the vineyard owner goes back out. The, these guys waiting had, had already missed three hours of work and says, who wants to be hired? No, not you. You know, you're, you're too little. No, not you. You, yeah, you, you, you. I want you guys. Come work with me. You guys are next picked. 9 o'clock, they go out and work in the vineyard. And, and they are told, uh, I will pay you what is right. And I imagine they're just happy to work. Like they didn't get picked at before dawn. Um, they assumed the day would just go away. They'd be standing around all day, not working. And if you're in a place where you want to work and you can't work, that's a hard place to be. And that's, that's uh, nine o'clock rolls around and these guys get picked. Some other guys don't get picked. And then three o'clock in the afternoon comes around. That only leaves what? Four, five, six, but did I do my math right? Three hours of work is all that's left. And this guy, this vineyard owner, comes and he says the same thing. I'll pay you what's right. Come work in the vineyard. And it's like, well, I guess, you know, might as well do something while I'm doing nothing. That's a saying from, uh, from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Uncle Rico's advice to Kip. Might as well do something while you're doing nothing or standing around. It's like, okay, yeah, three o'clock. They start working. They go to work in the vineyard. And then something crazy happens. For some reason, there's guys still waiting. Like, go home. Like, don't you have other things to do? And in this case, well, maybe not. I mean, it's a parable. You kind of, we could kind of read details into a parable, which is fun to do. I think that's why parables are so exciting and, and we can learn from them is because they're stories that we can kind of fill in these gaps. And it's like, why in the world would there be guys still at the 11th hour? At five o'clock, there's only one hour left. There's still people standing around. That's where this saying comes from. I realized that this week. I've used the saying, oh, the 11th hour. Look who decided to show up at the 11th hour. I've said that before. And this week I realized, oh, that's this is where it comes from the 11th hour people getting hired at five o'clock the 11th hour in this old way of keeping time and here they are getting hired for one hour of work which is silly which is ridiculous i, I think you're someone getting hired at five o'clock the shift ends at six and they it's ridiculous right Right? I mean, how long does it even take to go through HR uh, to go to? How long does it take to go through the safety video presentations? How long does it take to, to ask about the health benefits with this job? I mean, it, it takes at least an hour just to do that, right? And here's these guys getting hired at 5 o'clock to work till 6 o'clock. And they're out in the field. And, and in all seriousness, like, like that kind of work, a 12-hour shift, uh, you usually take the last half hour of the day just to clean up. Just clean up your tools, get things set for the next morning. I mean, these guys really, like, what are they going to do in an hour? But they go to work. And this, it's interesting that no amount of pay was talked about. Maybe they were just happy to work. It says, you guys want to work? Come on, let's go work. It's five o'clock. You can work till six. Let's go. And, and there was no talk about what they would get paid. It doesn't say in this situation that he would pay them whatever is right. He just says, okay, come on, let's go to work. Maybe they were just hoping for a little bit of, you know, maybe some of the grapes that were picked. Maybe they were hoping for a bag of wheat in exchange for an hour. Who knows? Maybe they were just hoping to, to let this day not pass and not work and to, to work. They're just happy to work. And so they go to work, they work for an hour, and then here's where the story gets weird. They line them up for the last hired to the first hired, and they pay the guys that just got hired and just barely made it through HR. They give them one of those coins that's going around, a denarius, a, 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 a day of labor for a skilled labor. Wow! Imagine like the guys that had worked 12 hours, they're like hitting each other. Dude, 
it must be a denarius an hour. It's as nuts. Call Best Buy. Get that flat screen on reserve. Get the car payment. Call the wife. This is all. We're going to be rich. And it says that. It says like they must have thought they're going to get more. Those guys hired at three. They're like, this vineyard owner's nuts. It's going to be a denarius an hour. Can you believe it? Like this is going to, we're going to be rich. We're all rich. They're hugging each other and choking each other. That's awesome. And then the guys that all get paid that will work just an hour. Then the guys that started at three o'clock, guess what they get paid? It says a denarius. And they're like, oh, well, I guess those guys, yeah, they just got here at three anyways. And then the guys that got there at 9 a.m., what did they get? A denarius. And then it's like this realization starts to sit in that the guys who had been working for 12 hours, well, maybe we'll get two. Like maybe we'll get a little bit. I mean, we certainly we worked a little bit more. And guess what they get? A denarius. That they all got paid the same. I, I told this parable. I think I, I, tell you, I tell you this sometimes. My kids know how to keep, uh, stay up a little later. So we go to bed. We read the Bible, brush the teeth, do the milk, go to bed. And there's a dad, tell us, tell us a parable. And as a dad, how can you not? So you're just like, they know it works every time. And so I went in. I told him this parable. And Jay was like unaffected. He's like, well, maybe those guys that got hired that last hour did the same amount of work as the guys that did the 12 hours. And I was like, no, no, no. Did you missing the whole point. They couldn't have. That's impossible. It's like, well, maybe they were really good. I was like, no, no, you're missing the whole point. They were the, no, they, they didn't do the same amount of work. They all, they, they, they did very different amounts of work. One hour versus 12 hours. No. And so I was trying to explain this to him. Explain. I think he got it. Like in the, like I told him like they was, these guys were the last pick. They probably did the least amount of work, even if they were hired for the full 12 hours. And all they did was work for an hour and they got one denarius, and they were paid at the end of the day, which is custom. These people were living in poverty. It was customary to pay every day uh, what you owed your day laborers. In fact, it wasn't just customary, it was the law. You could look it up, Deuteronomy 24. It says to pay every day laborer at the end of the day before sunsets, part of the Jewish law. Because why? Because these people aren't living from paycheck to paycheck. These people are literally living from day to day. If they don't get paid that day, well, then there might not be any food for them. So they get paid and it's the same amount for everybody. And you would be mad, wouldn't you? Anybody not? And you're like, well, actually, we agreed upon a denarius and I was paid a denarius, so I wouldn't be mad at all. Get out of here right now. Get out. You'd be mad, right? If these other chumps only worked an hour and the, everybody got paid the same amount, you'd be mad. You'd be like drinking a quart of pickle juice, like watching this scene go down. You're like just mad. You're ready to spit. Like, I know I agreed to a denarius. I know a denarius is a good wage. I should be, I know I should be happy, but I'm not happy. These people are mad. It would be like Andrew Arndt uh, spoke on Friday night. He's our Friday, one of the Friday night pastors. Uh, turned this into like a modern day analogy for us. Uh, those of us on New Life staff every year, there's a Christmas party at the Christmas party. The, uh, a MVP, uh, an employee of the year is announced and they stand up, they come forward, they're, they're given a gift and recognized in front of everybody. And New Life, all the congregations just quote, 
Quite a few uh, staff members and their spouses are all at this party. Two years ago, it was Denise Leary. You probably don't know who Denise Leary is, but every staff member knows Denise Leary because she's the director of HR. She works behind the scenes. She works her tail off. She never has a pulpit, never has uh, an instrument. She never, she's never in front of people, but she works her tail off. Two years ago, she's the employee of the year. Everyone gave her a standing ovation. Yes, of course, Denise. Last year, Mel Waters... He was the employee. Do you guys, anybody know Mel Waters? He's just the most bubbling, happy guy. He's always got something like a quick dad joke, but it's like a Christian dad joke. He's just a good guy. He does funeral. He probably does an average of two funerals a week for New Life Church. He's faithfully served. Of course, he's been on staff since the 80s. This guy, yes, of course, employee of the year. What if this year, Christmas time rolls around and our, our senior pastor of North, Brady, says, all right, it's time for the for the Employee of the Year Award. This year, I want to give it to Eric. You're like, who's Eric? Eric was just hired today. He's 17 years old. Come on up here, Eric. (laughs) Eric? Who's Eric? Like, what? What about this guy? What about that guy? What about, you know, what about me? How about, who's Eric? Eric? And everyone's just like, furious. Like, who's this Eric? And what has he done? And why is he the employee of the year? Are you kidding me? Is this a joke? No, this is real life. This is how we would all feel. The, the, the parallel parable is that of the prodigal son, the one that runs away and comes back. And here's the older brother. Here's the ones that worked all day long looking upon these scallywags that just worked an hour and got the same reward. Wouldn't that be hard to watch? Remember, 12 hours ago, you were just out in the dark, ready to work. You were desperate for work. You would work for any price, really, because you just needed to work. And here comes along a vineyard owner who is full of grace and, and, and mercy, and he is willing to give you a skilled worker's day wage, and you agreed. And of course, it should be a great day. If everybody was paid what they deserved in this situation, nobody would get a denarius. And yet, Everyone does. Think about this in our, the Christian truth here is this, that we can watch and see other Christians, other believers come into the kingdom that we think aren't worthy. And I might be the only one nodding up here, but, but nod your head if you've ever felt like, oh, who are these guys coming in making us all look bad? Who are these deathbed conversions? Who are these people that accept Christ in secret? Who are these people that, that come in and just kind of mess things up? Who are these people that, that um, have, have you heard of the phrase, a bragamony? Not a testimony, but a brat. There's these people that have these stories. It's like, look how much partying I did. And look how much this and that I did. Before I came to Christ, I did all this. And yeah, yeah we know, we got, we, you had fun. We get it. You Okay, you have a bragamony. And, and these people come in. And we in this church, we, I, I think maybe I'm the only one nodding. Am I the only one nodding? This ever? Okay, good. I see some other nods. I'm not up here alone. That we... See God's grace on other people 
And it just doesn't seem fair sometimes. Like, Lord, I've been coming to church since I was a little kid in Sunday school. And here's these people coming in at the last minute, deathbed conversions or whatever, making us all look weird and bad and doing some weird stuff still. Like, Lord, how can this, how can this be that these people are received by your grace? And praise the Lord that we are not in charge of other people's salvations. Praise the Lord that he, in his mercy, in his goodness, in his all-knowing compassion, is in charge of salvation. He says this to us. He says, verse 13, but he answered one of them, I'm, I'm not being unfair to you. I mean, think about it. Was anybody hurt? Was anybody mistreated? It's like, no, I'd be mistreated to work 12 hours and then be taken out back and beaten. Like, that would be a mistreatment, right? No, you were given, like, a great wage. No one was mistreated. No one was unjustly uh, treated. I am not being unfair to you. So he's talking to one of the ones that worked 12 hours. Didn't you agree to work for Denarius? Verse 14, take your pay and go. I want to give the one who has hired last the same as I gave you. Verse 15, don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or, and here it is, like the ooh, are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's the first message. That's the message to those that were hired, worked 12 long hours of this day in a vineyard. This next message is the message to all those that were hired with just an hour left. This next point is this, a message to the last hired. What's the message to the last hired? Imagine not having to be first. And what I mean by that is in the kingdom, imagine that you don't have to be the, the one who's on top. Imagine, the one, imagine a place like the kingdom of God where you don't have to be the most fit. You don't have to lift yourself above others. You don't have to scramble to the top. You don't have to be the one in charge. You just get to be. A message to those that are last hired, the last picked. Imagine not having to be first. And, and this whole story making sense because the kingdom of God, you don't have to be the first chosen. Does anybody in elementary school or middle school have the wonderful opportunity to ever be last picked? Okay, oh, only a couple of you. Everybody else, get out of here. Get, I experienced that daily as a kid. Like I was always like the, you look at my class pictures, like first, second, third grade, and it's like all these kids, and it's like, who brought their little brother? That was me. I was the same age. I, I didn't grow until I was like a sophomore in high school. I was the last, I remember this one time, it was like football, and there was a new kid, his name was Chucky, and he could throw a football pretty well, but the kid was in a wheelchair, and he was picked before me. <laughs> And I was just like, are you getting Chucky? I, I, I can't say anything, but this is an injustice. I should be picked before Chucky. And I wasn't. I was picked last many, many times. As a father, I saw, I saw last year when Rowan was in preschool, saw him get picked last. And Rowan, just he's not our competitive one. We have four little boys. Uh, he, he's not very competitive. He's just kind of happy to be around. And it was just this thing where... 
uh, the kids were just lining up. And so so-and-so picked so-and-so, so-and-so picked so-and-so. And it was like 10 kids all lined up. And then they were about to leave. And they looked back and Rowan, like he, not only was he picked last, he's like forgotten back there. And he's just kind of doing his own thing. And uh, the, the other kid picks Rowan and Rowan just looks up. He got picked. And he does a little dance over. He's just happy. He's happy to get picked. He's, he's happy to be there. He's happy to line up. What a good kid. And in my mind, I, as the dad, I was just like, oh, he was the last picked, but he doesn't care. In fact, he's got this little tune. If he's last, he will say, he's a pastor's kid. So he's, oh, I got last. Well, the last will be first and the first <laughs> will be last. And even when he's not, like he'll be first sometimes or he'll be last. And sometimes he's in the middle. So he has another little saying. He says, well, the first will be last and the last will be first and the middle chicken diddle. And it's his own little... I guess it's good to be a chicken diddle, but, but he, like in his head, he just doesn't, he's a kid we can all learn from because in this story, it doesn't really matter who's picked first or last or who's the best looking, who's the best fit, who's got the best gifts, who's got this or that. It doesn't matter in the kingdom of God because our God is a gracious God and he allows us into the kingdom and he graciously bestows upon gifts that none of us deserve. There's a guy on our staff, his name is Pete Sanchez. He's our, is our executive pastor over worship. He wrote uh, in the 70s, I think, uh, 76, he wrote the song, I Exalt Thee. Have you heard that song? I exalt. He wrote that. He's a legend in the moon, uh, music, uh, Christian music worship industry. And he's on our staff and he's just the most humble guy you would never know. And he, he and I were at lunch a couple of weeks ago. And he just said a phrase. He said, the kingdom of God always moves down. The direction of the kingdom of God is always lowering ourselves. And I just thought, wow, like you, you're not just saying that. Your life is a reflection of humility and, and lifting up people around you. Everyone on the worship team is better having known Pete Sanchez because that's what he does. He lowers himself. He wants to be the last picked so he can, he can just elevate other people. And here's a story about some guys that were picked last, this last hour, and they were given a denarius. I think about a scene in heaven. This is just kind of a made-up scene uh, in my mind to drive this point home. We get to heaven. There's a, there's a huge banquet. Everyone's dressed up. There's, uh, there's food. There's just people being recognized. Jesus is, you know, everyone's quiet, and Jesus is, is having different people stand up that, that don't think they're, they're they should be there. Like, you know, there's Peter and Paul and there's David and Moses. Everyone's like, wow, I read about you in the Bible and I, I studied your story. I memorized some of your uh, Psalms. David, you're the man. Yeah, he, he knows. He's the man. And then, but Jesus is there at this banquet he, and he's picking people that, that are unknown. It's like Hagar. Why don't you stand up for a minute? You were mistreated by your, do you know the story? Uh, um, Abraham and Sarah, Abraham is with Hagar to have a child and this child. And then, and then Abraham and Sarah do have a child. And so what happens to Hagar? Like she is lit, like she is kicked out and left in the desert to die. And, and Jesus is there. Say, Hagar, you stand up. I've been watching you. You're faithful. You come, you you deserve to be here. Jonathan, Saul's son. Do you remember him? We, st- we talked about him a couple uh, weeks ago in, in the other series. You stand up. You should have been king after your dad was king, but instead David was king. And all you did 
was act loyal to David. All you did was serve in the kingdom. Good job. I've been watching you. No one here knows about some of these stories, but I do. And, and, and Jesus makes this announcement. Does anybody else here feel like they, they shouldn't be here? And, and Moses raises his hand. Moses is like, whoa, how's Moses? So he's like, well, he, he murdered someone. He's got some sins written about him in the Bible. He gets mad and hits a, hits a stone in his anger. And if, if Moses raises his hand, well, then, then Paul, he raises his, his hand too. He said, well, I, you know, before I you know, came to faith, I killed. I killed Christians. And David, he raises his hand. These legends, David raises, I don't feel like I should be here either. I've messed up. Roy, I killed someone too. He murdered someone and had him murdered and, and he committed adultery. And then with, with that, there's, there's other people. Peter raises his hands. Well, I, I denied you, Lord. When you, you know, were at, your, at this time of being taken in, I denied you. I don't deserve to be here. And then with that, uh, J- Jesus just makes an announcement. Does anybody else feel unworthy? And you're sitting there and your heart's beating and you get to raise your hands. I don't feel, you know, I, I've done this and that and, and, and I don't feel like I should be here. And God just smiles and said, you are maybe, the, some of you in here are the last tire, but you are in here. Welcome to the kingdom of God. This is a great place. Our God is the God of the last picked. Our God is the God of the scallywag of the ragamuffin. And when we feel like we are unworthy. The eyes of the Lord look upon us and lift us up into his faith. I have one more story for us, kind of just looking into this parable, which I think we can kind of get into this parable. Imagine what it would be like kind of thing to be in this parable. And then uh, Tyler's going to lead us after this a little story to the communion table. And this, this story is about the table that must, I mean, imagine being at the table of one of the workers that worked just one hour coming home that night with a full, like, like a day's wage and plus some because it's a generous day's wage. Imagine that table, the kids, the wife, like all this food, like, Dad, look at all this food. What the heck? This is awesome. And dad's like, first of all, we don't say what the heck. Second of all, <laughs> let me tell you about this vineyard owner. He's like, yeah, dad, what happened? Tell us about the day. Dad, and they all kind of just know, dad is not one of the ones who's first picked. You know, thinking about their dad, everybody knows, like maybe there's something going on. Maybe he's not physically well. Maybe he's sick or something. Everyone knows dad is not the first picked. And this whole family is not a first picked kind of family. And yet today they're celebrating that everything is okay because of this vineyard owner and the grace and the mercy that was extended. And so dad starts telling the story. I got there early, you know, before 6 a.m. I got there real early to get a spot kind of near the front where the owners would come. The vineyard owner came and he picked so-and-so. Dad, did he pick that big guy? Of course he did. That guy always gets picked. Did he pick Uncle Steve? Yeah, he picked Uncle Steve. You know, they all got to work and I was left there. Pretty normal day. But then the vineyard owner, the same guy came back at nine. I thought, well, now might be my chance because some of the other guys have left. And sure enough, he picked other people. Three o'clock rolls around. I'm really not sure what I'm doing there all day. I could have been doing other things, but I was just faithful to be out there looking for work. The vineyard owner comes back and I thought, oh, this is definitely my chance. There's only a couple of us here. He picked half of us and I wasn't in that half. And then I just stuck around 
And I know it was silly to stick around, but I just wanted to be faithful and, and be there. And I was ready to work. And this guy came back at five o'clock, shift ends at six, and he, he picked all of us. He said, does anybody here want to work? And we were all like, yeah. And he asked us what we were doing there. Like, we thought at first he was just there to mock us. Like, what are you doing here? What do you mean, what do we do? We're looking for work. What are you doing? He's like, well, I'm here to hire. He's like, oh, well, then are, how, how many do you need? I'll take all of you. And so we all got to work, and we just assumed maybe we'd be given some grapes. But instead, they lined us all up, and we got a denarius. Can you believe it? Can you believe this vineyard owner? Wow. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine this, this scene that will play out for us as we think about our lives and our, what we've done and what we've failed to do and how maybe some of us have been last picked and the Lord will say, come, well done, good and faithful, my mercy will cover you. Would you stand with me this morning? Tyler, you can come up to begin to lead. The band can come up. If you're serving communion, you can come up. I want to lead us in a prayer this morning. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is like a table where if we were honest, we would say that no one deserves to be at the table. No one deserves to even be in your room because you, Lord, are holy and awesome and good and every one of us have, have, have been led astray. Every one of us have, have gone for our own things and pleasures and, and, and turned our backs on you. But Lord, you welcome us in. Not only do you welcome us into a table, but it's rich, it's awesome, it's good. And you give us and keep giving to us, not just what we think we deserve, but above and beyond. Lord, all of us are like the last hired, not deserving a place at the table, but you say, come, come to the table. So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you, Lord.